0: Hi, I'm Christina Davis, and welcome to the Crazy Nomad Podcast. Where we talk about the real side of working and living as a digital nomad. The raw, unfiltered, crazy, funny, wild, sometimes difficult side of those living outside of the normal nine to five. So get ready, sit back, because here are some crazy nomads. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Crazy Nomad Podcast. Super excited to have my friend Max on here. All things yoga, crazy story. Can't wait to have it, hear it, all of it. So, Max, thanks for coming on today.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, so if you want to give everyone a backstory, you know, a little bit about you, give us some deets.
1: Okay, so uh, my name's Max. I'm 25. Um, I'm from England, South England, so nearer to London. Lived in London for a few years and then decided to take a little trip over to Bali for two months, which has now turned into a year and a half because of COVID. <laughs> Always. So um, yeah, it's been the most life-changing year of meeting people that you normally would only meet traveling and week at a time. And now it's you know living with people for three months at a time, four months at a time, yep. just lifelong friends. Um, and because of COVID that forced everyone into the same situation to stay and survive and be together whether people were working or not working I myself wasn't working I was lucky enough to have well fortunate enough and unfortunate that my grandma passed but was able to use her inheritance money to be out here so long so far Um, and then yeah just been drifting around kind of living a very cheap travelling lifestyle Um, feeling like a little bit of a local local food Um, sometimes local accommodation sometimes the other end of the spectrum nice (laughs) villas Um, Kind of balance, as always, in life.
0: Of course. Um, So, obviously, a big I've met you through mutual friends and stuff like that. And like you were saying, the Bali community now is just something that I think is very special compared to previously when you have so many people coming in and out, whether it's tourists or backpacking in a week, whatever. Like now, we have a community of people who kind of all live at lifestyle, but are you know set in one place or have settled down for a little bit. Um, but large part of like what you know, what I've learned from you or from what I met is your massive like story with everything with yoga, and you know, yeah. obviously you're probably one of the best people I've seen do yoga <laughs> for Thank sure. Um, so how did you get into it? Like how did that all come about?
1: Um, so I was not very academic in school, and um, I didn't want to have any plans to go to college or to university wanted to kind of go straight into some sort of work, preferably um, film and then acting become like kind of a TV star, not reality star, but more like a Hollywood kind of yeah. movie, <laughs> Hollywood movie star, the biggest in the world. Yeah. Um, so I found a stunt school. That was a more of a kind of a lenient way to get into acting and okay. stuff for the films. How was that? Um, I actually never went, th- I never really went through of it. So I, my mum and dad were like, oh, we're going to go to America when you leave school. Mum's mm-hmm. going to do a yoga training. She's been doing yoga for a few months, just kind of as her own practice. Yep. A few years, sorry. Um, I was like, okay, cool. Great. Let's go to America. So left school, went to America for a six-month holiday on a visa. Ended up being there about four months. Um, where Mum you go did her training. I went to LA. Okay. Straight, so straight to LA, like yep. on the beach in Santa Monica. Nice. Favorite place in the world, probably. Yeah. Now, now Bali's actually one of my <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, it's amazing. And then, Mum did her training. I was going to a martial arts school for two weeks to then kind of find like I'll do martial arts, then I'll go into the stunt school. Mm-hmm. And it was just so backwards to how I'd learned martial arts for a few years beforehand back okay. home. I was like, oh, I don't know, this is too too strict, and I'm you know I was sixteen at the time. I felt a bit like awkward and uncomfortable.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, long story short, I was gonna go home, go to college, and then my mum was gonna finish her course, and that was it. So I was on my Hollybobs bobs for about four months, chilling on the beach, enjoying life. And then mum was like, come to yoga, come to yoga, come to yoga. Yeah. Eventually I went and was like, wow, everyone here is like between the age of 18 and 30. And there's guys, girls, half and half. It's just so different to what I expected. Yeah. And it was the toughest workout I'd ever done. Lying in a puddle of my own sweat, like, whoa, <laughs> okay. And fair enough. Like, yeah, I just more got respect my ass handed it. to me. Um, and the heat as well it wasn't just the fact that it was in LA but the room was heated Um, ended up going back every day for a month they gave me like a free class pass Mm. my mum was training there and they were I think more excited that I was like so blown away by it for my age like okay we've got to get this kid into it so I got into it and then my mum's trainer, he was like, you should get your son to do a yoga teacher training. It'd be the best thing he does. I'm sure of it. It'll make him really, really open-minded, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, so they sent me down like, right, what do you think about doing a yoga course instead of going to college? I was like, hmm, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't think that'll go down very well with my friends back home. Yeah. And then the more I thought about it, the more I heard about Tamal's lifestyle, who was my mum's trainer. Um, I was like, oh, this this dude's like, I think, when was he, 35 at the time? Yeah. Hawaiian, American. Um, super cool, laid back guy. I was just on about how he's like, you know, he's worked hard to now own studios where he gets the money for people teaching for him, as well as mm-hmm. teaching his own classes. And maybe, you know, worked hard, but now on a level where he's working a few hours a day on a six figure six figure salary. And I was yep. like, wow, that's you know, that's completely amazing goal to achieve. Um, so I was like, okay, let's see if I can go down that route. Did a course actually before I did the course, I went straight to Miami to do the course potentially. There was one Budokon class left on that evening. I went to it and Budokon is the style of yoga I ended up training in. Okay. And the teacher, Cameron Shane was like, just you do this, do you wanna do my yoga training? It starts tomorrow, I'll give you half a off mm-hmm. and I'll give you another half because of your age. So I ended up going from like $3,000 to $1,000. Wow. Um, and then yeah, next day I just jumped into an 11 day intensive 200 hour training with just one other girl on the course. Um, and then yeah I was qualified 200 hour very shy very like oh my god I'm only 16 well I just turned 17 actually um, and then I was like right what am I going to do with this maybe I'll just keep it as a full back i still want yeah. to do the acting and all that and see what happens went back home my friends were all like what the hell you're a yoga teacher this is crazy, <laughs> this is crazy. that's such yeah. a random thing to do and still then in England it was very very different to do yoga and for my age and for a guy I was like one. Of the, I was the youngest in the world at one point Wow! only in my uh, in Budokan training yeah. so at the time maybe there was like two or three hundred teachers that but trained still. worldwide and I was the youngest um, and then basically went home didn't start teaching yoga was too nervous So like, I'm not going to go to college got a job in a hotel at the Four Seasons mm-hmm. spa attendant two years done like this whatever I need yeah. to go travelling do something Went traveling, blew seven grand in three months.
0: Nice. And my dad was like, "Right,
1: time to come home. <laughs> you to get yeah. a job somewhere." So ended up coming home and missing my connection. Fight for the next year back, mm-hmm. and that means I couldn't use my visa that I had for Australia for a year, which oh. I think now means I can't go back to Australia unless I get sponsored. Damn. Um, not but, that they're opening you know, anytime soon. Yeah, but. <laughs> <laughs> not they're opening, Yeah. Uh, but either way, I think you know everything happens for a reason. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to stay here and do yoga i'm not going back to the hotel so did two more courses within like a month's period went back to america did a week's course and these are all just kind of certificate courses Mm -hmm. for like a 50 hour 60 hour 80 hour for various styles of yoga and for various um settings like being in a gym only or being a yoga studio um and then in like a heated room or non-heated, there was different courses for that. So I kind of collected all these certificates, yep. which then kind of gave a claim to fame that you become a certificate collector. So mm-hmm. on paper, you're really experienced, yeah. but you know, in real life, you might not be. So I feel like I have had that kind of edge to teaching where I'm not you know hugely confident or well-respected in the area of yoga just yet because maybe I'm not using Sanskrit or I'm not kind of philosophy-based too much in yoga, yeah. but I'm more of a personal trainer that teaches bootcamp yoga and mm-hmm. no alignment. I know the pose, I know the strength and I've got the best, well, I think I've got very good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Without being cocky, uh, attitude and personality that I bring across. Cause all my classes back in London used to be stacked full, yep. wait list. Um, and then yeah, now it's like, okay, I've been in Bali. Maybe I should do some yoga here. It's like a yoga capital of the world, I'd guess, or yeah. in India. And um, yeah, it's like basically I've waited, you know, a year and a half now to be like, okay, do I come, do I stay? Don't know what COVID's going to do i'm not going to to work back home mm-hmm. okay i'm going to get key tests i'm going to get the visa sorted so that's all in the process now and when that's here i'll be you know ready to rumble hopefully if there's enough tourism yeah we'll see
0: that definitely i think well yeah the gates are or the gates the doors yeah. are reopening for tourism hopefully soon but it is very like it's funny for me personally i've never done yoga a day yeah. in my life which is stupid i know i should we'll <laughs> and we will do it one day um but it's just i think bali is such a big heavy like yoga central place um yeah just from what i've seen do, do you know like why do you think that bali is like i think such
1: it's, a cause it's got the best of both worlds in it? life it's so versatile to do it here because you can be mm-hmm. in ubered areas in the jungle yeah and, like getting really into nature we can be on the ocean on a cliffside hotel and it's just you know that's going to have one style of um sorry not style what's the word for it? Um you're gonna have one particular person that's gonna be like yeah. I wanna do yoga by the beach mm-hmm. or I wanna do the yoga in nature and get lost in some rice fields. So it's hitting a lot of stereotypes, um, personalities. So I think it's you know a very much multicultural country mm-hmm. with all the Westerners out right. here as tourism, other than it just being, you know, half Hindu, half Muslim. Yeah. Um yeah, so I think yoga sits pretty well for the influencers for the locals for anyone that's here really it is Um, funny
0: like the diversity in like the types of yoga people you can meet yeah like if i ran into you out somewhere i would never like gas knowing obviously in the background that like you are having to yoga then obviously you have like the super like hippie yoga people yeah um and i find it interesting because like i think a lot of times people who don't do yoga kind of have that image in their head of yeah. like what it would be like when in reality there's like you said there's so many yeah. different types that's, and-
1: that's why I thought when I first started I was like it's going to be old ladies, going to be old gurus it's going to be some hippie people sat there oming and aring, ing um, in these random weird poses and the <laughs> fact that it just ended up being a workout with good music I was like okay mm-hmm. this, is this yoga? They're like, well, yeah it's yoga because we're breathing mm-hmm. we're getting into a meditative state of staying in character or staying you know yeah. on our mat, on our space for that one hour or however long the class is I was like, okay, so maybe I just didn't realize I was meditating for five years or four yeah. years and doing yoga at that point, point. Um, and yes, yeah, you know, it's perfect for everyone.
0: Definitely, and for you, what do you think? Like, are, like the big, you know, mental, you know, benefits of doing yoga. Because I think that yoga is not just obviously a physical thing. It's yeah. also just like your mental, like your mental effects of doing it as well.
1: Yeah, so hugely mental for me. So I'd been doing uh, how long? I've been doing yoga pretty kind of intensively for six years, teaching five or six classes a week and mm-hmm. doing my own practice as well. Um when I moved to London I upped the ante to about eight or nine classes a week. Wow. Um, and that was only like a five day week, so i do two a day and then I do three and then I'd do one, then do none, then one. Yeah. So some days we're like really intense days to be doing classes but then I knew teachers that would do four or five classes a day every Mm. day I was like how'd you do that
0: yeah that's insane Um,
1: but having that physical side of yoga so built into my body my mind Mm. um, I was thought was you know pretty normal didn't think of anything of it until February 2018 the 11th was the night I fell off a roof when I was drunk on a night out and then I woke up in hospital about Four days later Oh wow. in a coma for um, 24 hours intensive care for a week and 47 days on a hospital ward and I'd ended up having a severe or two severe bleeds on either side of the brain broken neck jaw eye socket Ugh. fractured skull lost all the taste and nerves on the side of my tongue um, I think from where the jaw kind of broke and yeah. cut onto the ligament um, and then my really bad issues with my hand and then my memory was in amnesia state or they call mm-hmm. it post-traumatic amnesia which I was in for three weeks so they did all these tests on me and I'm like, okay, this picture's a pencil sharpener this is a nurse and this is a calculator mm-hmm. okay, remember that tomorrow and we'll test you and I had got that wrong every day for wow. the, uh, three weeks and you have to get three days in a row for you to pass that and then mm-hmm. you're out of that traumatic stage um, within two weeks of being out of that kind of stage the morphine medication I was on all went off and I'm like, boom I'm good I'm ready to go yeah whereas the whole time the doctor's like it's still touch and go you know he might not well after surgery he's like he might not survive surgery yeah he might not survive the first few days he's had this very serious injury people don't come back from this very well he's mm-hmm. most likely going to be paralysed or in a kind of vegetable state now for the rest of his wow. life are you prepared for this my parents obviously had the worst of it yeah of course Um, and then I'm just little old me waking up being like huh yeah well, I'm good and they're like yeah. wait this doesn't happen what the fuck um, and then a few of the surgeons were Indians, and India a big philosophy of yoga and its benefits. Yeah. And they were speaking to my parents, and they say, What's he do? Was like, This is very unusual for him to have this mm-hmm. recovery. Very, very lucky, if not anything else. Like, oh, well, he's done yoga for about six years, and the guy just was like, That's it. Like, really? It must be something to do with that because the philosophy of the way the body and the mind's working in the meditation mm-hmm. state is so, the elasticity of the brain is so kind of over developed yeah that it's taken a big hit for that to then come back down to for him to still be functional and moving wow and alive so i were then being told this was like no nah, i don't believe you like why would that be the case or surely the injury wasn't that bad maybe mm-hmm. my parents have paid the doctors like can you lie to our son you're doing stupid <laughs> shit all the time yeah you shouldn't have fallen off the roof in the first place yeah i want him to have a nice careful life so we can't deal with it So I was thinking, can they do that? And then I spoke to another doctor and they're like, no, it's not legal for someone, even though you're under eight or you're over 18, so it's not legal for them to kind of take guidance of you like that. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay. I was like, all right, let me see some brain scans. So they're showing me these pictures. Mm -hmm. They're like, this is all blood around the side of the brain. I'm like, wow, okay, yeah, like this is a normal brain. This is a TBI and this is severe TBI. This is you. Mm -hmm. I'm like, wow. And they're like, people that have this brain injury still end up being half paralyzed or have strokes or have seizures and epilepsy. And you're here so it doesn't make sense that you're in this category i was like whoa wow okay this is insane and then i was like if it was yoga then Mm. maybe yoga shouldn't be a fullback for me anymore i should be like i'm gonna tell people that are likely to maybe have car crashes accidents being stupid drink driving whatever it happens to be which we all end up doing at some point in our life i'm sure and what if they had had a head injury from football or Mm. car accident and then boom, that's it, game over. Or if they'd been doing a lot of meditation, yoga, and all this kind of mental health stuff, they might be like, ah, my brain's a little bit more developed and elasticity is like stronger, and I'm back to normal. And then one day they will be thinking, Max for
0: having a sick
1: yoga qualification, whatever it is, sick yoga, and getting all the youngsters in it. I'd love to end up doing telex talks one day, um, and be a big figure within yoga community, and just, you know I want to be able to have a platform Mm -hmm. have a name and use yoga as the main part of that tool if if that doesn't end up being the case all the time Mm -hmm. then that's you know it's life that's normal like you have all these people that go on to do something on a show and then oh I'm now a personal trainer with 100,000 followers or now I'm a boohoo model like well why not like if i had the following they're like yeah you're a yoga teacher but would you also like to do asos modeling or be mm. on this reality tv show? i'm like yeah sure like, yeah if it's going to keep building up platforms to then spread the awareness around then no harm done i think
0: yeah definitely so how long was it between the injury and getting back to actually able to completely do yoga um
1: so it's a two-year recovery wow. for, for for usual that's what they recommend mm. um I would say after about three months, I felt pretty good, mm-hmm. and then two months later, I was like, okay, there's no way I felt good three months ago. I'm um, now I'm really good. Yeah. And then like each month, I'd change my mind again. But like, oh wait, okay now I'm good. Mm-hmm. Now I'm good, and then it wasn't until um, maybe seven months after I was like, okay, I'm gonna teach some yoga classes. Taught some classes. Some of them went bad when I just kind of be there, so overwhelmed and a bit shy. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. What am I doing? What am I doing? Everyone's in down dogs. They're not looking at me. I'm like, I forgot where I am for a second. Like, oh, and it was like kind of these deja vu moments coming yeah. in. I'm like, oh, is it just because I'm working my brain too hard right now and it mm-hmm. can't keep up for like an hour at a time? So half an hour into the class, I'm like, oh, uh, okay, everyone, just uh, come to child's pose. In yeah. Seconds. So I'm just like, wow, oh, no. I uh, left the class after it finished, and I was like, I'm sorry, everyone, if that felt like it was a bit stop start stop start mm-hmm. i have just you know i've had this brain injury and some of them knew about it anyway but for the yeah. others in the class i felt really awkward and they're like i had no idea like I, I had no idea anyway and you're you're amazing for carrying on blah 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 i was like oh sick but then i called went outside called my mum. was like mum, i don't want to a fucking yoga too she mom i can't <laughs> do this my brain injury. And i used to get real bad mood swings yeah and getting you know come depression with that anyway just being like what the fuck am i going to do now life's got so difficult but i only realized that when i was on lack of sleep Mm-hmm. and just being up all the time and not eating right or whatever that within the first two years so once kind of a year and a half had passed i was like okay now i'm definitely all good i've been drinking a little bit of alcohol here and there where they recommended i shouldn't ever do again yep um and then you know i was like this is that was a huge part of my life before like drinking confidence being in that culture yeah, being social that social butterfly and then uh, for them to take that away from me like you can never drink again I was like oh my god what's the point yeah so, like, selfish or me being like you know there's better things in life than drinking obviously but you know there's little moments in there where I was like no but I want this like I want to do ski seasons Part yeah i season is getting too. Really drunk and just being young in general so I feel the most blessed thing for it all now is that I can still go back to that now and feel safe that I'm not going to have seizures epilepsy mm-hmm. particularly bad depression um, and just kind of get on with life, and view that I've had this, and I can hold on to that, and be like, you know what? If it ever does hit rock bottom for me, just imagine you could have already been dead five years ago or three yeah. years ago. You could have been in a wheelchair this whole time up until hitting rock bottom. So I'm like, okay, as long as I'm moving forward, I've got you know a steady income, and able to work, and I'm living and eating. That's more than you know, fucking two billion people on the planet. So if I'm lucky to be in that scenario first. So i'm always trying to do things now like every three to four months i'll have like a date in a diary where it says Mm -hmm. okay brain injury day and i'll be like okay today i've got to do as many things as i can blind so i'll close my eyes i do lots of different tasks okay like today is the day i'm blind oh but i'm supposed to go to that party tonight no can't go to that party tonight because you're blind today yeah so not that i'll do it for hours at a time Mm -hmm. you know i do it within reason but i put blindfold on and i'll spend like an hour of the morning Blindfolded and try to do as much of the stuff as I can, Interesting. except cooking. Cause, you know, I don't set yeah, the house that might feel dangerous. I, I did do it once. <laughs> oh god! Uh, I just peeked. I was like, right, oh, just check the flames yeah. actually on. And then I put the blindfold back down and made some scrambled eggs and I like videoed it to just say to people like, look, this is what I do sometimes. Mm-hmm. It gives you a really, really good, um, uh, what's the word for it? Like a an idea of being like perspective, perspective, of yeah. like being grateful. So, oh yeah, yeah, I can be grateful for. Having my vision and all this, I'm like, no, can you? Like put a blindfold on for an hour, and then tell me you're grateful because it yeah. works. And then things like being um, paralyzed from like the waist down, I was like, maybe that could have been a thing that would have happened to me. So I'll get out of bed and literally you know, made a video of it. i just drag myself along the floor. Wow. i go along to the counter, I'm like, opening the drawers I'm, like, okay, so I need to bowl out, play it out, I want to make a cup of tea. Okay, so I can't reach up the counter. So I've got to pull myself up or I've got to do other options. So mm-hmm. it's kind of just Reaching up over the counter, not being able to see, and being like, okay, there's the kettle button. Okay, the kettle's on. There's water in there. And then there's only so much you can kind of fake being yeah. a handicapped. I was like, no, really, no use of the legs whatsoever. Complete dead weight. So I'm dragging myself back out, getting changed, getting onto the toilet, sitting down, thinking like wow That's how you know how humiliating it would be for people yeah. that have to live in that scenario where their brain is there, they're completely awake, and they have to be like. Oh, I've got to have my ass wiped by yeah. someone else. How humiliating and yeah. degrading. So it's in that sense of things like, fuck, I'm so grateful that all these things I can still do so that when I am depressed, like, fuck, I want this. I, I want that car. I want a new pair of shoes. I want this. I have the money, but I, like, oh, I don't want to spend it because I might need it for something else later on. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm rubbish with money, but I'm good at it when I need to be. And like, when yeah. I'm like, okay, I'd rather prioritise having some fun and having a few nice things than where I live Mm because if I live in a place that's got a roof over my head it's got heating got a shower got a toilet all good it can be whatever it is Um, so I prioritise my mental health over different things and sometimes put myself in a position where it is affecting my mental health more Mm -hmm. but I just don't realise it because I'm so used to it so like having drinks and alcohol over a good meal that day is like okay I'll just eat a little bit of um, back sales, so I think like the last kind of year in Bali, so it's only ten k, fifty p. I'm like, okay, so now I've got an extra four pound mm-hmm. for a meal, whereas I am bud- budging it at like a hundred k a day for food, that's five pound. Like separate that up, and I'm like, okay, but what if I push that down into two pound yeah. today, and then I can spend the rest on drinking or going out to the club entrance places. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll do that, and then I'm like, well, that's what's making my health bad because the next day I've got tired. I haven't yeah. eaten substantially and I've spent money, and I'm like, oh, what a waste, what a yeah. waste. But, you know, I still do it three times a week or whatever, and I always end up getting out of it in a good way. So it's like the, the cycle is vicious, but I'm, <laughs> I'm better at it. I'm battling it off more and more. Um, and I think yoga, again, that just helps with it all. I'm always going to be doing yoga three or four times a week or a workout, and that makes me have, you know, all that perspective on, balance in life and the biggest thing is balance for me.
0: I think balance is super important too like I'm the same way I'm super social and like I not that I would ever be able to not drink or things like that but it just comes with like hanging out with your friends and meeting new people and doing whatever and being in our age range it is you know not harder but it's going to be easier to meet people and have that social aspect of your life but if you can have the balance of both and be able to be like okay I do work out or I do do things for myself and I also can you know have a social aspect yeah. it's great like i i have some friends who are here and they're like i won't like i need to work and do all this stuff monday through friday every type of thing and then on the weekends i'll like let loose and I'm like what's the point of living this life mm-hmm. outside of you know the nine to five rat race if you're doing exactly the same and just living for yeah. a couple of days a week like I, I think there is a balance needed in all of it really
1: yeah like i feel like Sundays become News Friday and then Saturday, <laughs> or like even Wednesday, like, yeah, out here wen- the last Wednesday. year Wednesday and Saturday, my my weekends, my favorite nights,
0: yeah.
1: Um, and now it's like, okay, now maybe I need more balance, let's do Monday to Friday because I end up doing Wednesday and then Thursday, like, okay, well, I'm not going to do anything today, and then yep. it's Friday and the next day, so we're like, oh, but now we're doing Friday instead of Saturday, oh, okay, we do Friday, oh, we we'll do Saturday as well, yeah, <laughs> oh, and Sunday, like, oh, no,
0: before are like, oh my god, and I know, I yeah. then you only
1: did you did a 2-5 instead of a 5-2 right I week. know it happened
0: so how did you end up coming to Bali like what made you um, make
1: the move I was just getting a little bit tired in London it was getting into December so it was cold um, and I was I'd been living on the sofa bed with my original housemates from my first house
0: mm-hmm.
1: but I moved out of the house when I had the head injury and went back with my parents for about four months yep so when I when they moved from uh, southwest London they moved into west London much nicer house, but one less bedroom, so yeah. okay, I want to come back, can I live on the sofa bed, be in the lounge, and uh, just stay with you guys, pay you a little bit of rent, so I did that um and then I was on a universal credit grant, mm-hmm. so they gave me you know, a couple hundred each month to kind of go towards the rent and just living and to slowly make that return to work, yeah, which is I'm ridiculously grateful for like the NHS I'm so grateful for, and the government how they've or like how they have things like that in, mm-hmm. in order for people to have it but I also didn't feel that I needed to take it because it's for people that are normally handicapped or in a real dire situation. Real disability. Single mum, four kids, can't feed the family. I'm just like, wait, I'm here chilling, cycling around Hyde Park on a Monday morning, enjoying life, and I'm getting paid to do it. But yeah, then I go back and I'm looking for work, but I just can't work yet because of the head injury. And because it's an invisible injury, they're like, "What? you're fine, you can go to work, you can mm-hmm. walk, you can talk, I'm like, yeah, but you catch me on a bad day, which could be tomorrow, which could be four days from now, yeah. I'm a different person, and I was for the first yeah, six to eight months, mm-hmm. I always felt like I was the same person, but other people be like, you're different today, aren't you, you're on a brain day, I can't comprehend conversation, oh. I would triple my words at the time, stutter, and just having my eyes open being in a conversation for more than an hour yep. would drain the hell out of me and now I'm here doing a podcast for yep. 40 plus minutes and find it easy yep. I might be tired <laughs> later we'll see <laughs> but
0: yeah so you came here what in 2019 or 2020? Uh, so
1: 2019 wow. December came for two months two friends from back home were out here um, so I spent Christmas with them uh, went to I found I found, basically found Bali too busy or was like, I don't like it too much what's the hype? Went to New Slimbong and chilled over there. Was doing a bit of yoga there. Um, and then come back to Bali because of COVID. And I thought it'd be too quiet on the island. Yep. I wish it was. Uh, Coming to Bali. Then I was like, okay, do I stay? Or do I go? Waited two months. They got stuck for three or four months before England opened.
0: Yeah. Because so i been closed like March, right? Yeah. So yeah.
1: for March, like June, July, they were closed. They're like, okay, if you're abroad still, you need to get home. Come home now before August. And I didn't. I was like okay so now I'm stuck again I was like well I've got the inheritance money I'm going to use that and survive um, and then I think once it had been the year again I like got December I was like wow I did a year and I remember telling friends before I left I was like if I, ever, if I get to do five months or a year I'll be so gassed like this just isn't going to happen Yeah. and it did and then that's six months ago, <laughs> so yeah. a year and a half. I'm just like, wow, I'm still here, what the hell's going on? I know, time um, flies here. Yes. But I swear it well, doesn't I scare, exist. I don't know if it's just the fact that we, as you get older and as you're having more fun and meeting more people and having some sort of adventurous life, it's just going so quick. Like, yeah, It's Monday, then it's Wednesday. I was like, whoa, it's that night of the week again, like wing Wednesdays and all the nights they have yep. in Bali. And it yeah, scares me a little bit. It's <laughs> going too quick.
0: I know, time flies. Um, I remember like, I got here in December, and I was like, oh, like six months is going to feel like a long time, like six months. And I'm actually at my six months. I leave in two weeks. Yeah. I'll be back in September. Yeah. But um, it's crazy how like quickly time flies in Bali. And like,
1: like mm. you're probably... in they say in Bali time, don't they? Like, you do.
0: The they do. You're probably the 10th person maybe that's come on here. that has been like, I came for a week. I came yeah. for two months and I'm here like a year or two years later. And it just kind of like sucks you in. But I know what you mean about the busyness of beforehand. Like... We kind of have a nice little special slice of heaven in the moment. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, like excited for the locals, for tourism to open back up, and you know things to go back a bit to normal. But to have a a place to be able to go that's like not our home. Yeah. You know, it's warm and beautiful during like yeah. all the COVID stuff is definitely.
1: It's so like, strange. Like,
0: yeah, it's strange and also like grateful to yeah. be able to be here. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I feel um, like we're in the top one percent of the world right now. Like oh, anyone that's been like Tulum to buy yeah uh, or here and here it's just cheaper than the other two places probably
0: oh, 100% um, you can get bye-bye like not much a yeah. day if you need to you know what I mean like you can yeah. live both variants of life here
1: yeah I, I, I was trying to budget my money to see how cheap I could live so when did I do that Eight, the whole of April like so from the first Monday of April to the last one I just wrote down wherever I spent that day like as much as I can remember like if I randomly got a drink there a drink mm. there a watermelon or like what, a coconut and then breakfast, scooter, visa extension, kind of budgeting it per day, yeah. accommodation. I spent three hundred and fifty pound, which is I think seven million. Okay. Give or take maybe five hundred K. So yeah, let's say eight mil for one month. Yeah. Four hundred pounds. Like, I had to live on that. And that's my rent back home was five hundred and fifty pounds. Yeah. And right. that's just a rent. So I know. everything. Absolutely everything. To be the same but lower and living in paradise. Mm-hmm. was just like why the hell isn't every fucker not doing this it's <laughs> I amazing. know I totally
0: agree and it is nice because like you were saying before like you can have a few day time if you want to like really just live like the localist lifestyle or yeah. if you want to go and like lavish it up here you can also do the same yeah. thing and you yeah. know experience kind of both ends of it
1: yeah so using the time like okay because the COVID prices like oh I can stay in a five-star hotel it's luxury yeah oh it's that price but that's also three or four days of like my food and accommodation but then if you go back to thinking like in Europe price you're just like wait hold on why am I even <laughs> con- contemplating this like this would cost me five times the amount to stay in the hotel for one night um, and then to, for it to be like in the jungle in Uber like some of these really nice hotels yeah. just like wow like I was contemplating it because the money goes so much further but like why not kind of make the most of it and Experience. again that's the balance it's like okay so instead of staying in nice accommodation the entire time for a year so like I do average accommodation the whole time and then I go bad accommodation for a month, and then I go amazing accommodation for a month, yep. and then like bounce it up. I'm just like, yes, this is awesome.
0: You know, it's a great balance to have. Yeah, we went to Ubud a couple of weeks ago and stayed at like over we at uh, the Kion or whatever in yeah. jungle. Yeah, so it was like I think it's usually five hundred and six hundred dollars a night. Yeah. and we ended up staying for like I think it cost us like a hundred and something dollars a night. Yeah. It's like it's still expensive but, yeah. for like. Obviously, Bali prices at the same time. You're like, well, I'll never be able to do that again. Yeah, exactly, like yeah. once it's normal,
1: hundred dollars in a hotel in London is bloody Premier Inn or an av- average little place, yeah doll. Yep. <laughs> And here it's like, oh, this is uh, the Ricefield Terrace view, the ocean view. You're like, oh, here's yeah. your
0: private pool. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. No, it is amazing. Um, so, obviously, before you were saying, like, obviously, you're getting a working visa here and stuff. So, what are your plans? Being here in the future and all that stuff with yoga or living and all of it.
1: Um, so yeah, plan so like I guess the two months that's turned into a year over a year now, it's like, okay, maybe I can see myself being here the majority of the time mm-hmm. and just going back home well, it's, it's different. if I go back home, it's like I'd have to do at least three to four months for a yeah. studio to be like, okay, we'll hire you for four yeah. months. But if you're only going to be here a month and then go away again, then why would we?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so unless I had work that was planned to go back and just be like, oh, okay, I'm going to teach a retreat there, a retreat mm-hmm. there, and a retreat there. Then I'll leave Bali for like six to eight weeks and then come back and be based here. I think that's the kind of future I see at the moment. And it's quite cliche and a big stereotype that I've seen. Maybe another four or five yoga teachers live that lifestyle now. Yeah. but They're the ones that are a little bit more successful. You know, they're in their forties, fifties, mm-hmm. and they have that nomad. Like they stay in Bali or they stay in Thailand, yeah. and then they just travel around Europe for like six six months or six weeks, earning their money, and then come back and just live here and do nothing. Mm-hmm. Um. I was like, All right, Well, that sounds bloody good. Let's do it. Yeah, not a bad do that gig. Too.
0: Um, so. As far as like yoga goes now, in terms of people who like don't, you know, really do it or haven't done it, what would be like the biggest takeaways that someone can gain by actually starting it? Or why do you think it's so important for someone to do it?
1: Um, one, I think having a flexible body gives you a flexible mind. So you become very open minded to plans changing and people changing um, and just life in general. Um, being physically flexible and fit feels good. You know, obviously has its benefits looking good as well um, the meditation side like I said when I first started I didn't experience or felt I saw the meditation side of mm-hmm. like dealing with issues and how you breathe but subconsciously was probably doing that Yeah. so now that I know more about it I'm like oh so if I just change the way I breathe and the way I intake oxygen and expel it it can cause physical changes in your immune system your uh, what's it called energy system mm-hmm. endocrine system I think it's called um. I uh, the immune system? Yep. I think. Yeah. So yeah, all the basically all the systems in the body mm-hmm. are going to be kind of influenced in some way by the way we breathe. And there's you know other people that are outside of the yoga world that are doing that, like Wim Hof, um, who's the guy that sits in the ice cold water, oil. he's broken records for being the only person to climb up Mount Everest in his underwear.
0: I heard about that guy. Um,
1: so yeah, he's amazing. They thought he basically had extra brown fat around his body, which creates heat and warms you up. Um, and it's what babies have, I think, when they're born. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, he, they had all the scans, he didn't. He was just using the way he breathes in and out in certain ways to trigger um, his fight or flight system in his body to heat him up or cool him down.
0: It's so wild. And
1: it's just crazy. And now he teaches that all over the world, so it's something I actually wanna do as well. Breath work and yoga, they're gonna go hand in hand. They already do. Yeah. They're gonna, in the next five years, they're gonna be like hand in hand, mm-hmm. breath work, for diving instructors as well that they'll probably cotton onto that and start kind of training up as yoga teachers as well as diving instructors yeah um, so I need to get on it first be a scuba diver yoga teacher breathwork coach and all of the above um, yeah. we'll see what happens
0: yeah <laughs> You never know. Um, but thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for sharing your story. Thank you. It's been great. Um, everyone, keep on listening. Another one of our amazing nomads here in Bali. If you want to plug yourself, Max, what's your Instagram? People can find you.
1: Yeah, my Instagram is yoga to the max, which actually I've tattooed. So if you ever see me, I'll show you that. <laughs> um, can't ever change the name now. So yoga to the max for life. I want to make that into a brand. I want to make it my, uh, you know, my. More kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> You'll get to
0: the max. <laughs> You'll do it. Alright everyone, thanks for listening. Keep up. More episodes coming. Thanks, guys. Alright, if you are a new or aspiring entrepreneur who dreams of freedom and working from anywhere in the world, click the link below and book a free discovery call with me where we will break down the exact steps you need to take to make that dream life of yours an actual reality so we can get you started on the journey to becoming a digital nomad.